Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And we're back for another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. And I uh, didn't get to play a whole lot of uh, Tears of the Kingdom this weekend. I, I got to play a little bit. Did you get to play any this weekend? I was playing it about uh, 10 minutes before <laughs> we started the show. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Um, I played a little bit yesterday. Um, so Saturday, we ended up having um, callbacks for our mutual friend Steve Wise's latest short. We ended up having them um, at here at my house, and we used, actually used this very room to to do it. And that was kind of a an all-afternoon thing. We did the um, commentary track, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit that yes. night. And then Sunday, I had kind of a lazy day, so I got a chance to to play a little bit, but not not as much as I would hope. Yeah, I, I still, I'm just going running around doing side quests. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I'm busy exploring the uh, the depths, or as as we like to call it, the upside down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I accidentally came across the um, the pants from Twilight Princess. Just oh, I was nice. just exploring and found this abandoned fortress with about 15 enemies. Died a couple <laughs> of times, but managed to kill all of them. And then got the uh, the trousers of Twilight. See, I need to get back down in there in the in the uh, the upside down and start finding me some new new stuff. I found the original Link tunic, and I uh, haven't been back down there since. Right. I have been just basically collecting all the uh, the the light seeds or whatever they're called, so I can go down there and just not even worry about it. 
Yeah, it's um, you got to have a lot hmm. and a lot of arrows too. Like I, I try to go in with at least a hundred arrows. Yeah, because that, that's going... my primary source of fighting. <laughs> I've been doing fast travel to every single village I've ever visited and buying them out of arrows. I'm so <laughs> tired of running out of arrows. I wish they would do I... like like I said. I wish they would have done something like uh, Horizons where you could actually um, craft your own arrows. That would have been very helpful. Maybe that'll be the, the next step for the next so. Zelda game. I hope so. Because that'd be damn cool. It, I run out of arrows like in the middle of every major fight. I just run out of arrows. I'm like, damn it, this sucks. I like going to the Rito Village and getting the stuff to make pie yeah. and make all different <laughs> kinds of pie, like pumpkin pie, apple pie, that that's my f- primary source of like health replenishment. Because I'm like, who doesn't like pie? Have you used golden apples to make pie yet? I haven't found any golden apples. You haven't, dude. I've I found mm-hmm. like 15 so far. I have like a pouch full. I did. Where'd I, you find them? Just randomly, just running across trees, and they have like a golden apple in there. Golden apple pie. Yeah, you can make a golden apple pie, and it's it's like got like crazy stats on it. And now I just want pie. Because who, who doesn't like pie? I'm kind of interested to do just, uh, to just cook five gold apples just to see what happens. The Fort Knox apple. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's all I've really been playing lately is uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I haven't touched anything else besides that. No, it's been the same for me, you know, between helping get ready for for Steve's movie has been taking up the majority of my time outside of of work, which I, I did want to say outside of work real quick. I did want to thank everybody for the the well wishes for um, mm-hmm. Samantha. She had her gallbladder removed on Friday. Um, she's doing much better. Um, she's moving around a lot more today. So I think uh, within the next day or so, she'll probably be back to normal. No more fried foods for her. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Well, it's that thing's been causing her pain for like yeah. over a year. So that's good. I, it, it was. I, I didn't even it know it was happening, and you said that she was going in for surgery. I was like, "What? What happened?" And you were like, "Oh, this no, is it's something been planned." Yeah, it's it's been planned for. I think the exact date was planned like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, so good that she got that well, taken care of. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, all the good vibes sent her way. Hopefully yeah. she feels better soon. Yeah. But, yeah, no, uh, she's doing much better. Before we do our top five list for tonight, we're, uh, we got a few news stories we want to cover just because the Nintendo Direct, of course, happened after we record the show uh, last week. The day so after. <laughs> we're going to do just, we're going to run through these real quick and then we'll get to the top five list. So you ready to do it? Yes, sir. Here we go. <laughs> Stories were submitted to us by Mr. Armez Jackson, and if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. This first story I know you're excited about comes from nintendolife.com. Pikmin 1 and 2 drop on the Switch uh, last Wednesday, of course, with a physical bundle on the way. It seems that Nintendo's current console is now the premier place to experience the Pikmin series. With the announcement that both Pikmin 1 and 2 are joining Pikmin 3 Deluxe and the upcoming Pikmin 4 on Nintendo Switch, and they're out today. 
announced as part of the June 2023 Nintendo Direct. You can get each game individually for $29.99 or in a bundle for $49.99. If you're a lover of the genuine article, a physical release with both games will launch on the 22nd of, of September later this year. So what do you think, Derek? Are you excited? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I was... I had my fingers crossed that this was coming with Pikmin 4 coming out next month. I think it's overdue and it's, well, I guess also it's the right time to port one and two because now you can play all four of the the main uh, line of Pikmin games. Um, I'm probably going to wait until the physical release. I know September's, it's only three months away, but it's going to get here sooner than you think. And I mean, I'll have tears of the kingdom yeah. to time because i'm still going to be playing that game by the yeah. time that comes out so i i think september is a good time because we we've mentioned that the fall and the winter time frame for nintendo is kind of light mm-hmm. so i think this is a good time um, i i think it's really cool i think it'll open it up to a new audience that didn't get to play one and two because they're both really really good games and so I i'm excited this, for it i think this bodes well for for a gamecube coming to the nintendo switch so we'll see i think so too next up from my go away adobe update uh, <laughs> super mario brothers wonder coming to switch in october the rumors were real today's nintendo direct closed with the announcement of a new 2d mario game which is called super mario brothers wonder the game will be releasing on the switch on october 20th and you can see nintendo's official tweet about it in the article and there's a trailer for it as well i'm excited for this um i don't know if you've played any of the new super mario brothers games i did play the last one that they put out for the wii i think it was new super mario brothers and i loved it and uh, I hope this one, you know, I love a good 2D side-scrolling Mario, so I, this is this is a day-one purchase for me. Yeah, and let's be honest, the Elephant Mario is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Like, goofy, but cool. I mean, we've um, had everything else. We've never had an Elephant Mario before, so I'm wondering what that superpower is going to be. If you've never played any of the new Super Mario Brothers games, I definitely recommend checking them out. They... They're just like an updated side-scrolling Mario game. I wonder why they haven't updated uh, New Super Mario Brothers for the Switch. You would think that that would have been one that they would have definitely put on the Switch by now. Maybe they'll do it as a surprise, and maybe in September. I doubt it, but stranger things have happened. Yeah, we'll see. But but the the game looks like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some other new power-ups that you can see as well. Um, you get to play as I believe Peach, um, Daisy, and Luigi. In addition to Mario, who doesn't like a good old old school platform style Mario game? Oh yeah, I'm there. So I'm I'm definitely getting this day one. Huh? There's a news article on the side. Super Mario Limited Edition Oreos now available for pre order. I want. I do some, love Oreos. I want some Ore- uh Super Mario Oreos. That's hard to say. <laughs> Super Mario Oreos. Super <laughs> yeah, I'd uh okay, I'm I'm gonna save that article for later. But uh yeah, I, I love Oreos. Me too. Uh and they're accidentally vegan as well. So if you're yeah. a vegan, you can have Oreos. Um, All this, the Oreos that your heart desires. Yeah. Be a fat vegan. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hope I didn't offend anybody with that. It was just meant to be funny. Uh, Nintendo no, Life.com. Super Mario RPG is getting a remake this November, and it looks amazing. Super Mario RPG The Legend of the Seven Stars, Squaresoft, and Nintendo's wonderfully charming SNES RPG is getting a full-blown remake on Switch, and it's launching on the 17th of November. Simply titled Super Mario RPG, this remake announced that the Direct ha- has stayed faithful to the turn-based, time-based combat of the original, but the visuals have been given a full facelift. Uh, let's see. Also, those of us who have been begging to see Mallow and Gino in 3D again, well, here we go. I'm excited for this because I never really dove in and played this game before. I mean, I've played it here and there, but never really got into it, you know? And especially at the time, like RPGs weren't really my thing back then, but they are now. So I think I'm at the perfect time to to play something like this. My jaw hit the floor when this trailer dropped because I watched the direct live and I saw the the opening from the original Mario RPG, and I'm like, oh. and I was thinking, well, maybe they're just going to re-release it as part of the, the Switch Online store. And then when the picture froze, I'm like, it's a remake. <laughs> it's a remake. Uh, it looks great. I, I love the visuals. Um, I like that they're staying true to the, the turn-based system. I know that's not everybody's forte, but I don't think you can completely change the style of the game. Mm-hmm. I think the graphics look great. The only thing that I'll say about it is if you look at the bottom of the article, you can pre-order it, and it's a full 60 bucks. Ooh, that's not good, Nintendo. This should have been I, like $49 at the most. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with the $60 at all. No. I'm still going to buy it. <laughs> But I'm doing it under protest. <laughs> I'm going to do it, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> uh, I'll just lightly kick my foot as yeah. I as I leave likely GameStop with, uh, with but in all seriousness the game looks great I'm really happy that this game is getting another again like Pikmin yeah. a new audience is going to be able to play it because this was one of my favorite games for the Super Nintendo and maybe if this sells well enough they'll do a true sequel because there was going mm. to be a sequel for the N64 but it became Paper Mario, oh, which is a good game all in itself. Imagine a Square Enix and Nintendo team up to make a new Super Mario RPG game. Oh, uh, I, you'd hear me <laughs> scream all the way in Mississippi. I think Nintendo is finally realizing that this is the stuff we want. So give it to us and we'll give you money. Even though under protest, we'll give you money because it's about $10 too expensive. Yeah, my that's my only gripe is that I I don't like paying full price for a remade game. Yeah, if it was forty nine, like you said, I'm okay with it because like that's what Pikmin is, and that's two games that's ten dollars less than this. I can hear Wally typing now. I will uh, sit on Twitter tomorrow morning with bated breath. Let's <laughs> see what he says. Oh, um, Joey's in the chat. He says Super Morio. Yeah, Super Morio. <laughs> I like that. Super Morio. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, I would eat some Super Morios right now. Oh, uh, I would too. But we're going to go into our, we're going to go ahead and head right into our top five failed video game mascots. And Derek already told me that he's got some things to say about my list. <laughs> 
not disagreements, just some questions. But, but we'll uh, get to that. Do you want to go ahead and go through your list first, starting with the honorable mentions? Yeah, absolutely. So this was a fun list to do, and it was fun going back and researching and seeing all these different mascots. And I, I'm going to be honest, I forgot about half of them. Mm-hmm. But some of them, you know, they sparked memories of games that maybe I didn't necessarily play. But I remember seeing on the shelves and like, you know, uh, Toys R Us, Walmart, wherever, you know, I got games from. Mm-hmm. So I've got three honorable mentions. Uh, one, I'll say that this is just I threw it in for for poops and giggles, but Pepsi Man, yeah. <laughs> even though I loved playing that game because of how ridiculously bad it was. I don't know what the developers were thinking with making Pepsi Man. Who knows? But I still had fun, but I had to throw it on there just for fun. Yeah. Um, Booger Man is another honorable mention. Why? <laughs> I don't even know who <laughs> made this game, but I, I remembered it whenever I looked at one of the lists online and I'm like, I have not thought about that since yeah. that game came out. But I'm that like, was actually one of the first ones that popped in my head. It, 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 he ended up on my honorable mentions list as well. And I couldn't help it. I went and downloaded the, uh, the ROM the other day. I haven't tried it out yet, but I may do a, uh, a review of the super Nintendo and the Genesis version of that game. Just because I'm like, why? Why did they do this? How how does it play? I have to know more. You're curious enough to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. <laughs> this one hurt me to put on my honorable mentions <laughs> list, but I had to do it. I put Conquer mm-hmm. as my honorable mention. Had such promise with a unique twist on a 3D platformer with giving it a South Park style of humor. And we haven't heard from Conquer since. Mm-hmm. So I, as much as I like that game, I think he's got to at least make the honorable mentions. Yeah, Joey in the chat room uh, says that the tagline for Boogerman was a pick and flick adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like let, Conquer could have been uh, a a great mascot. Not maybe not a mascot, but at least a well known property. He just kind of came out at the wrong times, and that that's. That's really what it is, is that you had the timing of it coming out at the tail end of the N64's lifespan, and then not too long after that was when Rare went over to Microsoft, and they re-released and remastered that game for the original Xbox. And there was, it set it up perfectly for a sequel, and we talked about it months ago on the show that there was one planned, but nothing ever materialized from it. Yeah. So I, I... I would say he also belongs in the most disappointing potential mascot category. I just feel like he's a victim of bad timing is all it is. Yeah, I would say so too. But moving into uh, my actual top five list, my number five is Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim was fairly popular back in the 90s. You Mm -hmm. had two games for the N64 and the Genesis. He had his own animated show that was on Kids WB. There were toys. Never watched it. And toys. I remember the series being advertised, but I didn't have the WB channel, mm-hmm. so I never got to see it. And then Earthworm Jim 3D came out, and that was the proverbial <laughs> nail in the coffin. Yeah. For what I thought was a really fun and wacky universe. So yeah. I, I get in 
it also, you know, we were talking about this before we started. It, it also asked the question, what qualifies as a failed video game mascot? Is it an attempt and it just fails miserably? Or is it more impactful to have some amount of success? And then, you know, there's like a bad game that comes out and then you never hear from that character again. I think it's a little bit of both, actually. I mean, you can, because like Earthworm Jim, I mean, he his popularity was crazy. The games were good. And then just, I don't know, it was almost like that, the the, the Nintendo 64 Earthworm Jim, what was it, 3D? Mm-hmm. Just effectively just buried that character till now like they never it was almost like he was just cursed at that point no one wanted to touch him after that my number four is glover um i remember playing this game for the n64 and i thought it was bad then and (laughs) i thought the idea of a a sentient magician's glove Mm. was interesting enough hamburger helper (laughs) yes the hamburger helper mascot yeah that's what i thought of but the the game's just it's it's not good it's boring the gameplay is the gameplay i didn't hate the idea of it but it didn't work on the n64 system because we were in that transitional period of some of those 3D games were not great, yeah. <laughs> and Glover was one of them. Three is Arrow the Acrobat. I remember this game being advertised in various magazines. Mm-hmm. I never played it because I hated the name. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was so cheesy. I'm like, like it just sounded really stupid. See, this was one and, of those ones I figured was going to be on everybody's list, so I was just like, I'll just leave them alone. <laughs> right. My number two, I think, is probably going to be the most popular entry on this yeah. list is Bubsy. Uh, I, as I like to call him, uh, Garfield's less successful cousin. Bubsy, I also felt like was going to be on everybody's list, but I feel like Bubsy deserves it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there was the game. Bubsy had his own cartoon. So, like, and again, I don't remember what company made Bubsy. But they put a lot behind that character, and it amounted to absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. That's I think that's why nobody liked it is because they were trying so hard, and it was just not. It was just like like you could almost like you could just see through it. Like you you could tell they were just trying to like 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 almost like people that try to go viral like they never do because they're trying too hard, and you know something like Mario, he just kind of organically you know, became a mascot. Sonic organically became a mascot. Like, Bubsy's just like, stop putting this stupid cat in my face. I don't want to see it. But I have a great idea for a skit for failed gaming mascots. Bubsy is the one that makes, like, three TikTok videos a day to try and stay (laughs) relevant, but just doesn't work out. That's exactly it. (laughs) (laughs) My number one is Bonk from Bonk's Adventure and Bonk's Revenge because that game came out at a time, it came out for the the Turbo Graphics and was all set to be the mascot for that console, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And the, the Turbo Graphics, you know, we never heard anything from it again after that. Bonk never rematerialized yeah. as another character. I mean, he got a sequel. I mean, he did well enough yeah. on there. And then they actually, once 
once uh, NEC went out of business or whatever, he had, the rights actually went to Nintendo. Nintendo made a bonk game, but still, it was just never took off, really. And I, the reason why I put bonk as number one is I think that character had the most potential mm-hmm. to be a mascot because of the type of gameplay and the timing of which those games came out. And then yeah. it just fizzled out after that. I think he probably would have been a little more popular if the TurboGrafx-16 had gotten a foothold here in America, but they just never could. Yeah, I agree. But uh, for my list, I will start off with my honorable mentions. Of course, uh, my number one is Boogerman. (laughs) He was one of the first ones that popped (laughs) in my head, and uh, I'm really interested to play that game and see what it's about. I never played it as a kid, but I just remember the advertisement for it was just all over the place for this game. I can't wait for you to play it. (laughs) Number two is Pitfall Harry. He, we, we loved Pitfall Harry on the 2600, but man, when they tried to make him uh, a character, uh, especially like the NES game was terrible. The, the Super Nintendo game wasn't great. I just feel like he, you know, they tried to make him into a, a mascot and just it just didn't happen. Poor... Yeah, I was about to say, I remember the Pitfall game for the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. the Mayan Adventures. Yep, and just never, never really took off. And my other honorable mention is Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> I like to think you threw that in there for me. I did, especially <laughs> after last week. That And, and Wally actually uh, uh, gave us a... a a little thread on Twitter. I'd, I'd have to go back and look it up on why Sega pushed it so hard, but um, I'd have to go look it up. But yeah, it, it, it's just one of those, you know, they had Sonic and I guess they were trying to push Echo, uh, but just ugh, a dolphin, really? Well, it's like Nintendo had like, yeah, Mario was their number one character, but you also had the Zelda series. So it had at least two successful franchises. And I took it as, that was Sega's attempt to try to make a second franchise. Yeah. And Joey in the chat room says, Pitfall Harry is no failure. People still talk about Pitfall today. Uh, yeah, they talk about Pitfall the game because Pitfall was a great Atari 20, one of the top five best Atari 2600 games, but nobody talks about Pitfall Harry. Like, I don't, I, I guarantee you nobody, uh, maybe one out of every 50 people actually remember his name's Harry. Maybe one day there will be a Pitfall movie. Maybe. I mean... It, and we, and the, uh, the Rock can play Pitfall, <laughs> Harry. <laughs> I'd watch that. And <laughs> for my actual list, at number five, I know you're going to have some, some uh, something about this, but uh, Captain Falcon at my number five. I love that you put him on the list. Because here's the thing. F-Zero, like, it was a good game when it came out for the Super Nintendo. And yeah, there were sequels that came out, but they kind of made Captain Falcon into a giant douchebag, <laughs> especially if you play the the story mode in the Smash Brothers games. Mm-hmm. He is a complete tool, and it's actually great, but I, I think he warrants a spot on the list. Yeah, I mean, the, out of all the racers, you know, you had four racers, and, and you know, you, the first time you ever play F-Zero, you open up the you know, the instruction booklet and it tells you about each racer. And then later on, you know, they tried to really push Captain Falcon, but, uh, it just, I don't know. 
I felt like Nintendo tried to make him into something, and he just did, just didn't happen. Here's a question for you. Do you remember the F-Zero cartoon? I do. I never saw it. Yeah, Captain Falcon barely has anything to do with it, really? from what I remember. Yeah. He's I'd, in it, but he's not the main character. I'd still play a new F-Zero game, so come on, Nintendo. Maybe one day. Uh, my number four, Bonk. Uh, for the reasons we said before. He's a good character, really recognizable, but he just never quite got a foothold in in the whole mascot thing. Uh, yep, n- number three, Alex Kidd. Who this is a good choice. <laughs> Sega tried so hard to push Alex Kidd before they got uh, Sonic, but it was never going to happen. You, Alex Kidd was never going to be a Mario rival. I mean, just playing Alex Kidd, uh, I think I played the Genesis version of Alex Kidd uh, maybe a year or so ago. That game was just not good. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, Joey says F-Zero's name if it were new in 2023 would be Zero. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, people don't think about it that the reason why Sonic was able to compete with Mario is because it was a different type of game. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not going to be another Mario character, no matter how hard anyone else tries. Yeah, I mean, it it seemed like it could have been a good character, but it just didn't have enough heft behind him. Plus, those games aren't great. Uh, And at number two, of course, Bubsy. (laughs) I had to put Bubsy on the list because he's just the worst. Bubsy just, this is going to sound mean, but it just sounds like the name of a loser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Chuck in the chat room says, Rock, Paper, Scissors was game mechanic for uh, Alex Kidd. And yeah, I did not like that game mechanic at all. Like, why Why would you make your boss fights Rock, Paper, Scissors? That's so stupid. Because it's different, and that means it's good. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, that my number one. I know you're not going to like this, Derek, but I had well, to put... I had to put Crash Bandicoot at the number one spot because he was hot there for a while for the PS1, but then he just kind of quietly went away and never came back. uh, PlayStation, Sony doesn't even really acknowledge him these days. I mean, yeah, he's had some remakes here and there, but he was not... uh, I mean, they had commercials of him standing in front of the Nintendo of America building with a bullhorn making fun of them. And that was a 90s thing to do, you know, trying to be edgy. But uh, he just didn't really, I don't really 
feel like he's a great mascot. You mean you're not excited for the Smash Brothers style Crash Bandicoot game? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, so it, this goes back to, and I'm I'm not I'm not going to fight you on this, but my my question was with this one specifically: How did you put him as number one? Is it because he had that success? He had, and it. then completely tapered off. Yes, he could have. He had it, could have held on to it, but it was like they just fumbled the ball with him like he if they would have kept going or if he'd have had good games i feel like the games kind of got worse maybe as they went along and just he just didn't have that staying power like sonic and mario had like he just kind of like he's the one hit wonder you know well i think crash's biggest failure was one naughty dog stopped making the games mm-hmm. and two Mario and Sonic have been able to adapt. Whether or not you think the adaptations are good, that's up for a whole separate discussion. But at least they've attempted new things. Like with Mario, they've added mechanics like the Flood and Mario Sunshine or Cappy and Odyssey. With Sonic, transitioning to 3D, playing with new characters, having compelling storylines. Crash never really had that. Mm -hmm. Like, the first three games are fun, and like you said, he was... At that time, he was the number three behind Mario and Sonic. But once Naughty Dog stopped making the games, to me, that was that was when Crash Bandicoot went off into the sunset. Yeah, and, and it's just kind of hard to put him in different, uh, different style of games. Like, it was Sonic, to a degree, you can put him in different style of games. But somebody like Mario, you know, you can put him in like Super Mario RPG. You can do side scrollers. You can do open world. Mario fits everywhere. Whatever kind of game you want to put him in, the the Mushroom Kingdom is the perfect video game setting to to make a game in. When it comes to Crash Bandicoot, it's like he's basically evolved into his gameplay evolved into just basically uh, phone games. You know, endless runner type of games that's basically all they are and you can't really put them in anything else but no i i actually think that's a a good choice for for number one as much as i like the original games i I think you got to look at crash's overall run as a disappointment yeah exactly i mean they tried to do the racing game that failed you know even though the the racing game was fun i will defend that game but everything else they tried it just didn't work. Yeah. And I was never a fan of the games either back in, back then. I, you know, playing the PS1 and stuff. It just, I, that gameplay just does not do much. I don't like endless runner type games like that. It just, I, I, it's really hard to, especially when you're trying to do platforming and you're running and you can't tell where you are on the plane. Like you're having to jump over chasms and things like that i'm always falling into stuff and like just running into things i just i just don't enjoy it oh it's worse than the the remade version of the insanity trilogy it's insanely hard mm-hmm. to judge the distance yeah i just don't like that i like i like my runners to uh side scrolling that's what i like that's that's fair i mean maybe if they made a good crash bandicoot side scroller i'd be into it maybe i'd give it a shot but, but like even with the the Crash Bandicoot Four that came out, like I just don't, I don't really have any desire to play it. Yeah, 
But uh, but that brings us to the end of our list. And before we go into your list, Derek, would you like to do our Patreon shout out? Absolutely. We want to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout out Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B-Res Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, Axblade07, Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I am the Rampage, Rampage. Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Joey Image, and of course, Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Mama Thank Di- you all so much for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on for us here at the show. If you're a part of our awesome Patreon community, you get early access to our commentary tracks, like the long-awaited Batman 89 commentary that the two of us and Wally recorded this past weekend. I don't know about you, but I think as far as just pure fun, I'd put that in my top five of most fun commentary tracks we've yeah. done. I, it's been, it's definitely up there as one of my favorite. And we did have a snafu in the middle of the movie where my DVD stopped working. So if you're listening along, just know that there's going to be a point where you're going to have to pause for a little bit while while we figure stuff out. Yeah, but I, despite that, you know, it was it was still a really fun time. I thought the conversation was really engaging. I loved it. Yeah, it was really, really fun. So if you're a patron and you haven't, definitely go check that out because I, I yeah I'm biased because I was a part of it but I really think it was one of the best commentary tracks that we've done but we've done a, a lot of other great commentary tracks as well like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation uh, Clue Transformers the movie animated series like Gargoyles Darkwing Duck Tailspin the list is near endless of what we've done and I, I'm excited to see what uh, we come up with for July. Mm-hmm. I think we'll have to, uh, to do another poll. Yeah, we're going to do a poll and I just wanted to say, um, you know, I thought I knew everything there was to know about Batman 89, but Wally came in with the, with the sauce, man, he knows way more about behind the scenes of that. He was, he had some crazy trivia for that mo- for that movie. So go check out our commentary track while he was bringing the heat with the Batman trivia. I like to think he had like a 200-page book of Batman 89 facts, and he was just spouting them off. It was great. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to head over to uh, Patreon and be a part of our awesome community, as I said, just head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And for new patrons, be sure to send us your social media information, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout-out. And these are going to be... We're going to start off with our Twitter first. We'll put the call out for top five lists on Twitter. And the first one that came to us was uh, at remember 64 show. So go check out the remember 64 podcast. They said Bubsy arrow, the acrobat croc. That was one I completely forgot about. Yeah. I remember croc. Uh, It was a croc. Yeah, it was a croc. All right. Uh, (laughs) Titus Fox uh, and Glover. So much untapped potential. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd say that that game could have been a lot better, but unfortunately it was not. Let's see from at sick Jake on Twitter. Love that name, by the way. Earthworm Jim. The first two games were good, but then uh, Earthworm Jim 3D happened and completely ruined the character. We talked about that earlier. Totally Mm -hmm. agree with that. And Boogerman 
I don't even know what they were thinking. I would love to get one of the developers on this show, and that that's the one question I would ask. Why? If anybody knows a developer for Boogerman, please tell them about our show, and we want to know what they were thinking. We gots to know. We gotta know. Uh, let's see. Make sure I've got it here. Um, we're going to Discord now. Let's see. I put out the call, and Donner, party of five, said, Five through one, Bubsy. <laughs> and then Rampage says, you spelled Lester the Unlikely wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he does give his, um, his actual list uh, later, a little bit farther down mm. in the chat. Um, let's see. He says, his honorable mentions are Cool Spot, I this one made me laugh. James Pond, yeah, the the James Bond frog. I want to play that game and review it. I forgot all about that. And last but certainly not certainly not least, the disgusting Boogerman. And then his top five are Arrow the Acrobat, Titus the Fox, Pepsi Man, Awesome Possum. God, these ga- these names were so <laughs> terrible. I know. <laughs> oh my god. And drum roll. Bubsy. Bubsy, number one. Ooh, everybody hating on Bubsy tonight. Poor Bubsy. Yeah. Uh, and then you came in there and said, one through five, Pepsi Man. <laughs> uh, and Raven Ghostpaw says he only has two for for his list. Uh, one, the Noid, and two, the California Raisins. I don't remember the California Raisins having a game, though. I don't either. I know they were popular. They were really popular there for a little, little mm-hmm. while. They even had a Christmas special that I had on tape for a long time. Somehow that's not surprising that they had a, a Christmas special. And uh, he said there was a game for it, so I, we'll, we'll have to look that up. But I do agree with the Noid, though, as far as uh, that that video game is awful. It's one of the worst things you can possibly put in your Nintendo Entertainment System. That was one of the two uh, uh, sponsor games. I, I, what, would you call them sponsor games, or wh- how would you classify those? Uh, I guess it would be sponsor. I, I don't know, mascot games or sponsor games, because 7-Up had the, the Cool Spot games. Mm-hmm. You had the Noid, uh, Pepsi Man. Um, who else had? I mean, I, apparently the California Raisins had a game I didn't know about. There was a Burger King game for the Xbox 360. Oh, yeah. Sneaking. Sneak yeah. or sneaking, however you say it. I want to play that. I do, too. <laughs> I felt like I was in the minority. I actually thought those commercials were hilarious. I love those commercials. That freaky oh, They were mask. so funny. <laughs> My so favorite funny. one was when, uh, wasn't it the lady or a lady or something wakes up in bed and he's in bed next to her holding a, a, pl- a platter of biscuits or something. <laughs> That's so creepy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's what you have to do in the game is you have to sneak up on people and, and give them Burger King. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to play that and review it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. Because you could, couldn't you get the game for like $5 at Burger King? At Burger King, yeah. Yeah, I remember them doing that promotion. Yeah, you get like a Whopper meal and you can get Sneak King for five bucks. I'm like, a whole 360 game for five dollars? It can't be that good. If they were to offer that right now, 
Like that would be what I would have for dinner. Like I would go to Burger King and get that game. I would too. <laughs> uh, I wonder how much it is at the if, one, if any of the retro stores in town have it and oh, two, sure. how much they're charging for it. Sure. There had to be millions of those things laying around. Yeah. All right. And then uh, last but not least, our good friend, Tyler Watson, the official fact checker to the fact checker of the nerd cave retro podcast. You know, everyone else is going to go with mascots from bad games, but I'm going to go in the opposite direction. These mascots come from games that are either good or at least enjoyable to play. Also, all of these happen to be PS1 games and mascots. Didn't intend for that, but here we are. Number five, Robit from Jumping Flash. Jumping Flash is a game I've never played, but always looked interesting. Released early in the PS1's life, Robit, a robot rabbit, was an attempt to give Sony's fledgling console its own mascot. The gameplay involved a lot of first-person platforming, which is a mixed bag at best. The character got two more games, but never seemed to click. I don't know how I feel about first-person platforming. Yeah, I'm, I've never that, been big on that. No. I've never heard of that character or that game. Chuck in the chat room says, Looks like the project dev on 2016 Ghostbusters and a plethora of... Lord of the Rings games is who to blame for Boogerman. Oddly not listed on his credits, but Wiki gives him ownership. I'm going to have to look this up. We have to yeah. look this guy up and get him on the show. Oh, that would be so great. Number four, the Jersey Devil from Jersey Devil. I've only played a demo of this, but I liked what I played. A 3D collectathon like Banjo-Kazooie, but with a Tim Burton-esque schmear of spooky on it. You play as the titular Jersey Devil, a purple imp with devil horns. Quite different from how the cryptid is described in Legend. Sadly, its poor sales and mixed reviews left the character as one and done. Hmm. Isn't there a hockey team called the New Jersey Devils? Mm -hmm. Yep, the Jersey that's, Devils. For some reason, that's, that's what I was thinking of. I'm like, there was a, a hockey mascot game? Mm -hmm. That actually sounds kind of <laughs> cool. But I, I remember what he's talking about. Number three, Blasto from Blasto. I rented this from Blockbuster one weekend and loved it. Blasto is a space hero and seems like a mixture of Flash Gordon, Zap Brannigan, and Johnny Bravo. And he was voiced by the legendary Phil Hartman. Wow. That's cool. A 3D platformer with a very slight puzzle factor, middling reviews, and Hartman's passing ensured oh, no follow-up. That sucks. Yeah. I've never That does heard sound of interesting, that. though. Hmm. Number two, Gex from the Gex series. My first exposure to Gex was a demo of the first game for the 3DO at a Walmart. Gex was meant to be that console's mascot, but when it failed, he was moved to the PS1 and Saturn. His sequel stayed with Sony's machine, but also got ports to the N64, which I reviewed on the show a while back. Mm -hmm. uh, yet another platformer, this one took the title character through various TV and movie-themed worlds, things like cartoons, horror, and sci-fi. Gex himself was voiced by comedian and Simpsons writer Dana Gould. Gex was known for his one-liners that would come up randomly during gameplay. My favorite quote is from the cartoon level of the second game, where Gex is commenting on the colorful and crazy nature of the stage. Note to self, don't drink tap water at Jerry Garcia's. <laughs> uh. I, I saw that on a lot of lists online, too. I, I dug the Gex game that mm -hmm. I played just because I like meta stuff like that like i like the pop culture references i like the the innuendos and the hints and things like that so i i can understand it being on the list though yeah and number one tomba from the tomba series 
oh man, I love the Tomba games. The first one I've only played a demo of, but I own the second one. In both games, you play as Tomba, a Tarzan-like wild boy with pink hair who fights against army of evil pigs. <laughs> okay. I want to play this game right now. I know. <laughs> uh, the the first game, <clears throat> excuse me, was a 2D side-scroller, but the second was a 3D adventure game. Gameplay involves you traveling to various lands and completing a, a various quests for other characters. Backtracking is involved for some quests. A memorable one for the first game is when you come across a village of dwarves, but they speak their own language you don't understand. So you have to go to the nearby forest and find some dwarves and bite them on the head <laughs> to learn the language. The okay. games are definitely worth a play. If only learning a language was that easy. No kidding. <laughs> these were great lists, especially yeah. And, and this one, I mean, I've never heard of any of these except for Gex. But Blasto actually sounds really good. I want to play that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Phil yeah, I, come on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, th this was a fun list to do. Like, I, I went down, I don't know about you, but I went down a mm. rabbit hole. of. I looked, I looked at at least five different lists I and seeing all the different ones because I had completely forgotten about so many of those characters. I knew there was going to be a lot that I was going to forget, too. I mean, I had the, the ones on my list that were first to pop into my head, but then I went looking for lists just to see if there's anybody I missed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was lot. fun. There were, especially in the nineties, man. Dude, they were just, the nineties were just lousy with failed mm -hmm. mascots. Yep, that's where most of them come from. Yep. But uh but that's gonna bring <laughs> us to the end of this awesome episode. I love doing the top five lists. Um if you want, you can head over to our Discord and jump in the top five submission uh tab and give us some ideas for, for top five lists. Everybody Likes to do the top five list. And some of our uh, most downloaded shows is our top five list. So obviously everyone likes them. So jump in our Discord. Let us know what you want us to do. Yeah, people love the top five list. And I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but the reason why I love them so much is that it, it it creates great conversation. And you find out, like in this show, different games that I've never heard of mm -hmm. that I'm curious about now that somebody has put them on their list. So, uh, like I said, if you're a patron, definitely send us uh, some top five submissions. Plus, if you're a patron as well, we talked about earlier, we're going to put up a poll uh, for this month uh, for our commentary track. So, keep an eye out for that. And now's a great time to jump into the Patreons. It's going to be the turn of the month soon. Little as a dollar a month gets you access, early access to the commentary tracks, all that good stuff. The news dump, uh, whenever something big happens and we're, we're, we, need, we need to talk about it. We do the news dumps, and we do the Pop Culture Palette Rewinds over there on the Patreon. So go join. You get all kind of cool stuff over there. And mm -hmm. you get a feed with, with with no commercial. So it's awesome over there. So just a dollar a month. It's not even a cup of coffee. It's a dollar. You can find that in your couch cushions. Yeah, the sad thing is that's like $4 cheaper than a cup of coffee. Yeah, no kidding. You can't, I mean, where else can you get this much entertainment for a dollar a month? So go, go ahead on over there. Give us a dollar. Absolutely. But, uh, but anything else before we leave this evening? Yeah. Uh, so the, um, archived episodes continue on the Derek Diamond experience. Uh, this week I released an interview I did back in early 2022 with an actress named Naomi Grossman who is most famously known for playing the Pepper character in American Horror Story, was actually the first character to return for a later season than she originally appeared. 
So it was really cool, you know, getting to pick her brain and going back and re-listening to that episode because I'm not as well versed in horror as a lot of people that I know. So I thought getting to learn about the horror genre was really fun. So uh, go check that out on the Derek Diamond Experience audio feed. Uh, you can head over to linktree.com slash Podcast to subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, and social media. And go check out the Open Micers podcast where me and Mr. Jacob Craig uh, talk to people every single week, like all kind of comedians and stuff. We had some really good comedians on lately. Last week, we did our very first Ask Us Anything episode. It was so a you, really fun show. You want to know if Jacob uh, smells like sour garbage or... You know, if we if we think we could take on a bear, who would win? Just go you know, check out that episode. And this week, we're talking to the great comedian Sam Talent. That's going to be a really good episode. So go check out at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. Derek, anything else before we leave this evening? I think that's it. Well, let's step out the door. If you want to email us, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Nerdcaveretro.com is our link tree. That includes our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our Patreon, and our merch shop, which you can also get to by going to ncrmerch.com for t-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, whatever your nerdy little heart desires. Follow us on social media at nerdcaveretro, at jpunktastic, and at Derek underscore diamond. And also, please, can't can't give us a dollar a month on Patreon? Go leave us a review and or a five-star rating on all podcasting platforms. So, Derek, please, I want to tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yes. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production. Hey Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right, Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself, or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut-flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce-flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 